0: Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Blake Seven in Character. It's customary for Ian and I to dress accordingly to the story uh, each time we do one of these recordings. Um so Ian, are you um in ceremonial robes or are you topless today?
1: Uh, I'm topless. I'm topless with a fetching headdress on. I thought I'd go both.
0: <laughs> Snap. You you you, ah. you, you you, you, you pinched my idea. Oh. I thought I'd be, a, I thought I'd be a maverick, and mix the two. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think this is yes. the new.
1: This, you know, um, Aztec is the new black.
0: <laughs> right. I wanted peacock feathers in my in my oh, headdress. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any, but the cat killed a sparrow this morning. Oh, very, so yeah. I've got a few sparrow feathers sticking out of uh, above each ear. I
1: had, I had a pheasant in the garden the other day. I should have nabbed it and uh, got you the feather.
0: Maybe that's that, that, that was meant to be you know, um, and it just never happened. You should have used your initiative. Yeah,
1: yeah, very All right.
0: good. All right. All right, so here we go then. Yeah, episode 39, The Story Horizon. You and I were talking before we said our bye-bye's last week about, you know, we, we have very vague memories of yeah, this we, story. Yeah, we both
1: remembered uh, Blake with his top off. Obviously, you mm. would, you know, um, but we didn't remember anything else. And as I sat down to watch it, I still couldn't remember anything. Then vague, vaguest of like little thoughts. I was going, Oh, yeah. It's so weird. And then I made a load of notes Mm. and thinking on it this morning, I thought, what am I going to say today? And I thought, it's starting to go. Mm. It's starting to go in my mind. I I worked out this is like you fancy a snack and you go looking through the house and the only thing you got is white bread. So you toast it. And all you've got is some cooking margarine. You put that on. Now that's a, it's an okay snack. It does the job. But in a week's time, if someone said, what was a nice meal last week? You at no point would say that toast and, mar- uh, mar- mm-hmm. and margarine was nice. And this is the equivalent, isn't it? It, it does the job okay. It's adequate. But 10 minutes after watching it, you go, Horizon? It, the, the, it's,
0: it's, it's very the weirdest weird. Weirdest episode. It is a very weird episode. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, exactly the same as you. I remember Blake Topless, yeah. some puppet king on a jungle yeah, planet, vaguely um,
1: colonial themes. Yes, something.
0: vaguely colonial, and and that's it. And and watching it, it, it it is. It's instantly forgettable and rather dull. I think I think yeah. not much actually happens. We have just endless scenes, which we'll be talking about shortly, of the same thing over and over again. The the rogue questioning his role in life and that's pretty much it for 50 minutes the liberator stuff i really enjoyed and i don't know why i i I don't remember those bits more but everything down on the planet was instantly forgettable you forget it as you're watching it.
1: yeah it's it really it really is almost like it's it's fighting to stay in your mind like you're watching it yeah and it it's the i think it's the weirdest episode not weird as in like surreal or anything like that but the there is a story here, and it could be done quite interestingly, but almost every choice they make is the blandest choice you could mm. do. Mm. And it all adds up. You could get away if it was like the A story was bad, bland and the B story was really interesting, or the B story was bland and the A story. But this is the A and the B story. I do like the bits with A on that, but they're both, they feel like filler.
0: Yeah.
1: They're not. They're not meaty enough. Yeah, I. Mm,
0: it, it, it is weird. Now, this story was written by Alan Pryor, um, yeah. who who he he wrote for um, things like Zed Cars and stuff like that, didn't he? And he did a few episodes of Blake 7. I'm just scrolling down here on IMDB as I speak, because that's something I forgot to do for my notes. Uh, Zed Cars, Zed Cars. Come on, where are you?
1: Actually, that you know what? That... That does sum up what this feels like. This feels like an episode of a a soap. And Z Cars, although it was... I don't know if you used to watch it, but it was deemed as like a, an action-adventure type. So it wasn't. It, was it wasn't. was It was a soap. A, it was a soap about policemen. So the stories were very run-of-the-mill soapy stories and very bland. And I used to watch it and I used to enjoy it, but if you asked me to name any of the storylines, it would look like, Ugh, no, yeah. no idea. And this feels like a... The middle of a a long arc of a soap storyline, where they have an episode to sort of reset things, or to to sort of to to give the main cast a holiday. That's what it felt like to me. It was it was, and also it's it it feels incredibly cheap. You've only got that one interior set, other than mm. the, the the liberator. You got that one interior set, and every single conversation is so bore- uh, boringly directed in that one set it's it really is. if you want to go to sleep if you can't sleep bring this one on
0: yeah i mean you're absolutely right in that it is only one set i mean yeah. at the end where rose says i've got to think about it he just steps off and <laughs> comes back again <laughs> he you does can't... yeah it, he steps yeah,
1: behind he... the camera as yeah. i think yeah you don't even see him. like there's no reveal at the end is it we'll get to it at the end but He's Nothing, just there. Nothing's done in an interesting way. No, yeah. and
0: look and looking at Alan Pryor's other ones, I mean, they are memorable, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, if they if they didn't have the things that we remember them for, they would be bland as well. I, I've got them here, right? Horizon was his first. Yep. Then it's Hostage. Okay. Again,
1: not, I, I, We enjoyed bits of it.
0: There's one standout yeah. scene in yes. that which we haven't discussed yet. We'll be doing that when we do the Ashton one. One of your favourite Travis scenes yes, is in that's that. I mean. uh, the Keeper. Okay.
1: Again, I remember that. Uh, that's the Bruce Purchase one, isn't it?
0: That's the one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The Goths. Yes. That is. And then two, we've already discussed volcano and an. Oh no, no, volcano. We've discussed animals. We have yet to get to. And as I say, you remember them, but for did all he the do wrong animals reasons as well. Oh, he did do animals. God.
1: He saved yeah. for the worst till last. Then, um, I, I just think so. Perhaps I th- that what we can glean from this, he shouldn't have been writing for Blake Seven.
0: No, but like you, I think you mentioned when we yeah, discussed him before. Hands, safe yeah. pair of hands, you know the director yeah. and and producers most probably knew him from Z Cars and other BBC things. He he, he can knock out these scripts within a certain timeline yeah. well, and I, is reliable.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know if I ever mentioned you uh, going back quite a few years. Um, I don't even know if it's still on. I remember. There was a soap called Brookside. Do you remember it? Yes. Channel yeah. Channel Four. Yeah. And um, when I was doing sort of trying to pursue a writing career, I actually. Uh, contacted them and they sent out a pack to provisional script writing and that. And they send you a sample script to do from coming up. And, and sort of that, that was the way they were saying to do it was that you, the writers on, on any other product, the writer, the writer's personality should come through. But where for writing for a soap, and especially they said Brookside, um, you should not be able to tell who's written the script right because they will often mix and match parts of scripts and they will do other stuff and gotcha. you know they use bits scenes here scenes there so they basically they would give you an outline they would say uh, in this scene john smith has to uh, eat a bacon sandwich and realize he doesn't like it points you should get in are he bought the bacon from such and so and then they leave it to you to write the script and they don't really care how those points get in as long as so those long are that the that points because they'll they are, tie into another scene And I I think this, watching this, it was like, it was written like that, like a soap, Mm. you know, Mm. which I'd say what you like about any of the other Blake 7 episodes. They've got personality and this has got no personality whatsoever.
0: Something else has just occurred to me when you said, you know, um, you know, soap,
1: I'm trying to think.
0: There is not one action scene in this story, is there? Not one.
1: Uh, well, there's uh, when Avon teleports down. He kills like oh, four he shoots some plants.
0: Yeah. Oh no, he does shoot yeah, the guards killed, as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he, he does kill the guards. Whether, yes. whether
1: you would say that was an action scene or not, I mean, even that's quite boringly directed. <laughs> um, but no, there's no, there's also not the normal scenes. There's it. No, it's like you, you you don't see anything else of this planet. You see the throne room stroke torture room, same room. <laughs> you know, they've built a torture station four foot away from his throne, <coughs> which is bizarre. Um, you see that. You don't, you see the the standard um, Terry Nation mine, you know, mine working, yeah. but you don't see anything else. You don't see the daily life of these people. They don't even really set up that they are an Aztec style society. Because you until, don't see like, enough of them. Yeah, you don't see enough of them until the very end. Hmm it it's very lackluster i suppose that's we, the word yeah, we were saying on um on your other uh, podcast effectively speaking and we were discussing what makes a good b movie etc weren't we and and it's it's true that i would rather watch a, a really bad b movie because it, you can enjoy it for on different levels than i would a boring but competently made b movie
0: yeah yeah
1: and I think it's, uh, perhaps Blake 7 fits into that.
0: Yes, yes, this is a Duff one. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder we don't remember it. Um, and the very first thing we ever see, um, you know, oh, is something bizarre. I've forgotten. we got the London.
1: Yes, you got the London. Uh, then you've got really weird, um, like, faces superimposed over starscapes.
0: I've got NAF, not weird. Yeah,
1: naff, naff fits it. What's that about? I don't know.
0: We never seen anything like that in Blake's we seven never before. See it we never again, see it yeah. again. We never see it again. And you have got Callie there. She's giving um, Blake some space paracetamol, isn't she? Thank you. Tell her the bad news first.
2: Your headaches are from the same source as Villa's stomach cramps and Avon's back pains over stress. Rubbish. I'm all right. No, you're not. None of us are. We're all in an early stage of fatigue shock. Too many crises. Too many calls on our physical and mental reserves. All of us are dangerously exhausted. We're also a long way out and still running. Why? We lost those patrol ships ages ago. We lost everything ages ago. Nothing comes this far out. So we're free for the time being anyway. This is freedom. I'm I'm going blind staring at these detectors. Why are we here, Blake? We need rest soon. Absolutely right. What I wouldn't give for a week at one of the old Federation rest centres. Sensory ecstasy hours pleasure machines oh. you have to accept these findings i accept them but where are we going to find a center to take us in for a month's rest and rehabilitation well, that shouldn't be a problem i mean what's the point of being famous if you can't get a last minute booking
1: it's very yeah even even the liberator scenes are a bit lackluster aren't they
0: but what i do like is when she's giving out these pills to yeah. an unzipped Blake you know it's what you've mentioned yes, before relaxed, he's unzipped Blake, yeah. so it's relaxed he's, he's
1: very unzipped in this
0: he's story. very well un- yeah. you can't get more unzipped than topless no. you and I know that right now don't we yeah. it's a bit um,
1: cold actually
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I wish I'd put the heating on yeah. um um what I do like about this though and, and what I do like about what Alan Pryor is doing here is pointing out the fact that they're all suffering from stress. They've been in too many, you know, life and death situations and it's taken its toll. Yeah. Avon's I did like got that, back yeah. pain, you know, Villa's got stomach cramps. You never see that in something like Star Wars or something like that. They go through all these incredibly traumatic things and you never see a physical or mental mental repercussion straight afterwards but here we're seeing it and that is yeah. that makes it realistic and i like that
1: yeah it's a really nice touch um that they are suffering from stress and that they recognize it mm. there's none of this avon's acting oddly is it alien invader no it kind of knows that they're all stressed blake knows they're all stressed they just can't do anything about it although i did i did like. Um, Villas uh, wanting to go to a Federation rest centre to use the pleasure machine. Yeah, I'd, I want. I, I part of me wants to know what this pleasure machine is.
0: Do you think it's like the thing in um, um, Barbarella? Yes, Durand yes. Around around yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine Villa's head stuck out the top of it. <laughs>
1: there you go, Mark. Mark. Um, yeah, Mark. Yeah, I can imagine Villa breaking it as well. It's like, yeah, we can't. Can we overload. can't cope with what he wants.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I do like. I do like that yeah. moment. Um, and um, and Blake has put them in, on a course where they're just going nowhere, just keep out of the <laughs> way so they can just yeah. have a bit have of peace bit and of quiet, rest. basically. Uh, but you've got a Federation freighter um, on course, you know, the London. I like the way that they, they use the London because you yeah. can believe the London is a class of ship that could be a freighter as well as yeah. for ferrying passengers. Well, or what... the London's a converted freighter. Yeah.
1: But then what, what is uh, prisoners other than... Uh, um, you know, a meat cargo. cargo, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so they have to move out of its way. You know, yes. um, what well, what are the chances? You know, that a Federation freighter would be on interception course because um, it hasn't detected them. So they could just move out of the way. And, yeah,
1: they're a bit uh, they're a bit um, woolly on the old spatials again, aren't they? Because yeah, they 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 the mentioned how again. far away it is, and it's like, is it is it on? Are we on their scanners? No. But, yeah, how do you know that? But. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but they wonder where it's going, don't they? And, yes. um And Blake tells Zen to follow, and uh, they end up at this planet called Horizon. Um, and I like here, I like the whole scene. I'd completely forgotten about it. The whole scene of Blake asking Zen information, and it's just like negative information every yeah, time.
1: Yeah, again, lo- lovely little bit of jokey script in it. It's like... Uh... Uh negative, uh, negative, negative, negative. Yeah. So that's a negative report. Yeah, really, really nice. Again, the deliberate stuff is by far the strongest yes. stuff in this yeah. episode.
0: Yeah, because of course um, that's Captain. Kept...
1: Really good. The other thing I didn't get though, Blake says, we don't, we don't know the name Horizon, we don't know. Yet later on it turns out on the London itself was the kings adv- uh, the actual king <laughs> of yes. this planet. Yeah. And Blake knew him well. So did he never at any point say, what planet are you king of?
0: Yes, yeah, or, yeah, yeah.
1: Or is it that it's the same thing as as with Horizon the episode? Blake's forgotten about Horizon the planet. <laughs> it's so dull, he's forgotten it. No,
0: I'll tell you what you have forgotten, and it is the curse of this story. You've forgotten the fact that Blake says that the person... that It wasn't the king, it was a friend of Rose... And he called the planet by a different name. And Rose says, Oh, that's a forbidden name. The Federation have renamed it. See, it's the curse of this story. You've forgotten that, you know? Yeah, it's
1: so dull. I was probably looking at something else in the room, you know? I was probably fussing the cat, to be honest.
0: (laughs) But as tough as this story is, I mean, Alan Pryor has got a good handle on the characters. Um, You know, I like Villa's whole thing after all the negative about saying, Well, that was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. And uh, when Blake says, We're going to follow because I'm curious, and Avon, snidey oh you're curious sort of thing. yeah don't. Yeah, i mean no, we're, say, we're
1: saying this isn't yeah we're, we're saying this isn't a, a good episode but it's not that it's bad it's just that it's bland mm. but yeah the all the, the the script is actually pretty good mm. and like i say could have been a really sort of intriguing uh script that kept you on the edge of your seat something but it's just the planet side stuff is not interesting. This liberator stuff. I I had high hopes for this episode up till now. Mm. And I was watching it thinking, why don't I remember this? This is really good. This is, this is yeah. the liberator scenes. We love, we love this stuff. And then they get to the planet and it's like, ah, oh, just don't bother. They give I up.
0: So- I sat down to watch it. I said to you last week, I don't remember hardly anything about this. And this is going to be great. This is going to be like, you know, when they find a lost episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, you know, I watch a brand new Blake 7 that I've never seen before. But, yeah, I was so disappointed because it is just so meh. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's, like, it's like they found a lost episode of Doctor Who, but it's an extra episode of Time and Rani or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
0: You go, oh, don't bother, keep it uh, lost. No, don't bother, yeah.
1: don't bother. Um, ORAC's teaching GAN
0: in the teleport. Wave. Yes, that's hilarious. What's <laughs> that he teaching brilliant. him, do you think?
1: Well, I, th- I think they're te- trying to teach him how to operate the teleport, which is just brilliant that you've got ORAC trying to teach GAN. Ugh, yeah, because
0: GAN never operated the teleport. Because we
1: had, yeah, no. Well, the way he didn't learn on here, I'm probably glad. That's probably why they never <laughs> let him do it. But we, because we had a, a couple of weeks back, we had Jenna trying to teach him to fly, didn't we? That's right. And then uh, now they're <laughs> trying to teach him. So, do you think they went down the list? So, in the end, they're trying to teach him how to clean the toilets and that.
0: <laughs> find the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they arrive at Horizon, and we see the ship go through something. Um, um, they go through it too and, and we get some old school t v interference by the looks of it
1: yes which... and then Avon says it was a magnetic barrier a magnetic barrier, yes yeah. mm. and the the other ship must demagnetize itself to get through
0: that sounds ropey science to me it does it does. I like Villa's I wish I was a cloud of agitated atoms yes yeah. when they villas said it great this yeah. yeah
1: villa yeah. and Avon, great in this episode. They're the, they're the things to watch for. Oh, I
2: think
3: I've got the bends. I have. I definitely have. Oh.
2: Zen, check system status. Confirm. The magnetic barrier must have triggered automatically. The freighter was impervious to it, therefore, its fuselage must have been demagnetized. Ours hasn't. If it hadn't been for the force wall, we would be a cloud of agitated atoms. I wish I was a cloud of agitated atoms. I'll oh, stabilize the shot now. Keep still. What was that? One third adrenaline, two thirds soma. Soma, eh? I think I'll bottle it and make myself a fortune. He'll be sleepy now for about half an hour.
1: That will be nice.
0: And that's that's at that point that's when Villa gets his first taste of adrenaline yeah. and soma, didn't he?
1: Yeah. So, i um, because I in a in a couple of lines time, it Cal is saying to Blake that they're living on this, and they can't keep living on it. So, how is this Villa's first taste of it?
0: Right. I thought the very same thing. Unless they've deliberately been keeping. Um, yeah, they
1: might not told him. Yeah.
0: So yeah, because they know how he'll be. So they're yeah. keeping him off the booze
1: it's interesting that it's um it's seen as a medicinal thing isn't it it's kept in the medicine cabinet yes. oh, yeah okay um but yeah again villa's brilliant in this it's like he's he's discovered something new yeah it's addictive
0: I, I looked into adrenaline and soma and yeah. soma is real i've never heard of it before right. but but it is a, a sedative Oh,
1: I okay. It's
0: it's quite a strong sedative. Yeah, if you Google soma, you get some strange things. You get that. You get um, there's a PlayStation game, and there's women's underwear and stuff like that. There's soma is some sort of lingerie. Oh um, wow. yes. So, so, yes. Yeah.
1: Surely, if soma's a a, um, a relaxant, and adrenaline mm, isn't. That's what, what I was coming up to. That's a bit weird. Um,
0: I typed in, "Can you drink adrenaline?" And the answer is no, (laughs) because you can't. I think
1: this must be a brand name for something, then. Perhaps it's it's like an energy drink. It's It's like having a Red Bull, isn't it?
0: It's like a Red Bull mixed with some sort of drowsiness. So on one hand, it gives you energy, but the other, it sends you to sleep.
1: So it's Red Bull and Night Nurse mixed together.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. If ever you're
1: holding a Blake 7 watch party... The Drink to Give People, Red Bull and Night Nurse mixed together. Tell us how it goes.
0: That's Ian recommending that, folks. That wasn't me. Can I just stick my hand up there?
1: (laughs) No good suing me. I ain't got anything.
0: (laughs) Uh, Michael Keaton's great, though, the way he passes out like that. And um, and Callie says he'll be sleepy for about half an hour. And Avon goes, that'll be nice.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're right. All the Liberator stuff is really good. I like all that.
1: Well, I like as well that, like, although we're into season two... Blake still doesn't trust that Avon won't run.
0: No, we've got a really terrific bit coming up like, in this.
1: Re- yeah, really good.
0: Yeah. Um, a couple of episodes, we were talking about this whole WTF thing for the yes. Tennis Lee stories. We've got one here, which is when Callie insists that they need rest and Blake says that this Planet Horizon is as good as any as the Federation only visit it once, once a year. year. What? Yeah. Well, just go to a planet where the Federation never Don't goes. Visit. Yeah, I
1: thought that. Yeah, what's better than the Federation visiting once a year? The Federation never visiting. Yeah, it makes. Yeah.
0: Sense. But he also says, doesn't he, that he wants at least one planet behind him.
1: Yeah. And... He, again, this idea that he, I think he's realised that so far his rebellion has been a, an absolute disaster, mm. and he's got nothing to show for it. And he just wants one little planet that he hasn't destroyed yeah. and killed everyone on. One little planet. That's all he wants.
0: See, this is a theme that was never really explored until at the very end of season four when Avon finally, you know, starts doing it. Which is to ally planets that are neutral yes. or against the Federation. Because if you've got a planet in force, you need to counter it. With a similar size of force. It's like Star Wars, you know. If you've got the Empire, which controls planets, you need star fleets, you need planets on your side to combat that. Blake and his crew never would have a chance. They could never have taken down Federation. Apart from destroying Star 1, that's basically the only way that you could do it. They were always going to lose, weren't they?
1: Well, the only thing Blake could do would be to bring down everything. But he's got nothing to replace it with. No. So... I don't know what what's worse, absolute chaos, or a semi, you know, fascist government. Because we do see planets where, like this, I mean, the, the, we do see planets like this, where it's a slave planet. But we've seen other planets where it's just like research stations and research yes. bases, and it doesn't seem too bad a life. But Blake would happily bring all this down, wouldn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh... All right, well, yeah, he wants at least one planet on his side, so he's going to go down there um, uh, with Jenna and refuses to let Callie go with him.
2: Teleport range is confirmed. All right, Jan. Anything on the detectors? Not a thing. We're all alone up here. I'll make sure we stay that way. I'll try not to drop off. Well, that's all right, assuming they haven't got a fix on us from the ground by now. No, it'd be raining plasma bolts if they had why exactly are we going down resistance needs a base jenna thank you somewhere to operate from and this could be it that's as good as any other we know the federation only visits it once a year it's on the edge of the spiral rim oh hell i'm tired of running jenna we must get at least one planet behind us why are you taking me with you i trust you to back me thanks But there's more to it than that. You are very deliberate. Covering the angles? How do you mean? Avon might run. But he probably won't without a first-class pilot. He um, plays the percentages. Unlike you. I'm ready if you are.
0: Um, And it it seems that he's concerned that one day Avon might run. Uh, but he would need a pilot. If if Avon could get rid of Blake, he would run. But he would need a pilot, so he's keeping Jenna close to him at all times.
1: Yeah, I think he overestimates Jenna's use because I think Avon would happily not have a pilot, wouldn't he? I mean, he said later on he sort of he's talking to Zen about because yeah. Zen uh, basically just keep out of everyone's way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's I I thought it was really interesting because at, right at this point, you sort of you think that they must be all sort of getting on and on the same side. And it's nice that they keep throwing in these little bits where this isn't a crew. No. no. How much Blake says, these are my people, this is my crew. They're not a crew. They're just a loose collection of people. And if something better came along...
0: They would be off. uh,
1: They'd be off, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, as he's talking to Jenna about this, um, you know, Paul Darrow comes into shot. Yes. And (laughs) I thought at first that was a flub. You know that they, it, it, it was a duff take, but no, he is clearly yeah. meant to be there, standing, listening to what Blake is saying. Avon knows that Blake thinks that he's going to do a runner at some point now, doesn't he?
1: But I think, I think from Avon's point of view, he would have a little bit more respect for Blake now that he knows that Blake has worked out. Mm. I don't think Avon, as a character, is not one of those people. He, he wouldn't hold a grudge for that because. I think he would be—he would see Blake as finally you've realised yeah. that I'm not on your side. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think Avon would hold it against him any more than you know he—he's with him at the moment. Hmm. But it is a nice, nice little scene. It is, and it's not the really... other thing to mention is um, what the hell is Jenna wearing? <laughs>
0: I, I, it's, it's better than a petal padding that that's she true, had last yeah. week. You know, I don't mind her in that. I, I don't. Yeah, it is a bit odd for a you know a space pilot to be yeah. wearing, but uh, you don't know what the wardrobe selection's like on the Liberator, no, really. True, do you? Yeah. you know? She wears worse. She does wear worse.
1: Well, I um, think they put Gan in charge of organising the wardrobe, and he flushed everything out. Into is space. that what he's learning off yes. of ORAC? <laughs> yeah, ORAC saying this is the uh, airlock flush button. This is the spin cycle for the clothes. <laughs> don't get them mixed up.
0: <laughs> well, Blake and Jenna, they teleport down to this dark, misty place. Much better than a quarry, you know. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice.
1: it looks quite nice. It's obviously they've only got like one one little valley bit, have they? They've yes. Got, I imagine if you pulled the camera, turned it round about 30 degrees, you would see like fence posts and a pathway and and, and bits that don't look wild. Mm. Which is why it's this very narrow It's very locked off yeah, this locked shot. Locked off it? shot, yeah. There's yeah. no there's no and I think that's that's why it makes it a bit boring that every time you come back to it it's the same locked same off shot shot. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um one thing that why it was interesting and it shows that we are we are occasionally, very, very, very rarely wrong on this show most weeks. <laughs> uh, and we see the silver trimmed guard helmet again.
0: I hadn't even noticed. Is the silver trimmed? The,
1: ne- the sh- yeah, I mean you know it's the shot yeah, this is the one from. You know, we said we've never we've never seen this, and we thought they'd repaired the the helmet. Yeah, it's it's in this shot.
0: I hadn't even yeah. spotted that.
1: It could still be a repair from last time. Yeah, but that was season yeah. three. Oh, that's season three right So,
0: so it came from here.
1: Yeah, but well, it might because we're watching them out of order. It might have appeared earlier. It might even be <laughs> yeah. season one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Where if anyone knows where this helmet first appears? Uh, let us know. Let us know. Otherwise, we'll have to get to the end of the series and we'll be forever worried.
0: Yeah, <laughs> They're being spied on by plant cameras, aren't they? These nifty little, um, you know, almost yes. World War... War of the Worlds, George Powell-style, like, 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 Manta Ray cameras. I quite like them.
1: Um, Weird, weirdly, this isn't a Terry Nation script, but it has all the Terry Nation troops in it. Yep. Doesn't it? So I wonder if Alan Pryor had thought... Um, Terry nation's written most of these. I'll go and see what he mainly puts in this script. Yeah, Mind but, but, working tick. Cameras in hidden in plants tick.
0: It could it could be yeah. that when he was writing this and researching it, he had only seen uh, yeah. season one, which was all Terry Nation. Yeah, so could well be. Could well be following in the same mold. Yes, but they're being watched via these cameras by a guy in a throne room, uh who we'll soon learn is called Roe, and. Uh, he sends Federation guards to capture them. Uh, they find this mine, this locked-off shot of the mine, and then they get b- blow-piped. Yes. And um, they, they get captured, their bracelets are removed, and then up on the Liberator, Callie feels that they're in trouble.
2: What's happening? Nothing. They should have called in again by now. Maybe they found a rest and rehabilitation centre, and they're lying there, soaking up the sun rays. You're fit again, I see. Oh, I never felt better. I'd be happier if this vitamin solution had a slug of soma in it. Any chance, Callie? What? A slug of soma from the medical supplies. I think they're in trouble. You just think so. I feel it. Wonderful. We have all the resources of Zen, Orac, and the Liberator, and you feel that they are in trouble. You do not feel it, you reason it. They have not called in, therefore they must be in trouble. You don't have to be telepathic to know that. Oh, come on, Avon. Give the girl a chance. I'd say she knows a few things that even you don't understand. Well, I'd say so anyway. A fifth grade ignorant. And you would say so, would you? Well, I never had a chance, did I? I chose the wrong parents. I'm going down. You can't do that, Callie. They are in trouble. Someone must go down. I'll go. Gan'll go. And Villa will go with me. will not you, Villa? Will I? Well, it would be stupid to go on my own. You wouldn't want to send Callie in your place, would you? Probably not. What about you? What about me? Why don't you go? You are expendable. And you're not? No, I'm not. I am not expendable. I'm not stupid. And I'm not going. I'll get the guns.
1: Um, yeah, and we get Ava, a lovely Avon bit, don't we?
0: Yeah, Avon knows they're in trouble because they haven't yeah. reported in. And, and he's trying to persuade the others that they they must be dead. And um, and in the process of all this, trying to convince them to leave, uh, he calls Villa a fifth-grade ignorant, wh- yeah. whatever that is. Um, Avon says... Oh, no, sorry, Gan says he'll go, and he wants to take Villa with him, and Villa, of course, objects at that and says to Avon, you know, um, why don't you go? And I had completely forgotten that one of oh, my favourite favorite, favorite yeah, Avon yeah. lines ever is written by Alan Pryor in his very first story in this Duff... Tale of I'm not expendable. I'm not stupid, and I'm not going. Yes. <laughs> a, Which we've all used
1: at line. one point or another, haven't we, in our lives?
0: I think every day we could use that to yeah. somebody. Yes, <laughs> and we go back to the planet. Blake and Jenna are unconscious, and it looks like they're tied to some bed
1: frames. Yeah, not this is the this is the torture room, mm. stroke throwing room, stroke only room. Um, they don't look entirely well made, these bed frames you're right, it looks like they've taken a mattress off a frame and jacked it up a bit yeah
0: (laughs) Blake wakes up and we learn Roe is the ruler of this planet uh, but he's reluctant to say if it's under Federation control or not Um, and it's at that point our character of the week comes in the Commissar
2: I've been stuck in this pest hole for two years two somewhat unproductive years, not my fault You are the colonial service representative. Roe is not easy to deal with. When he was a pupil at the CEC, I found him quite malleable. Yes? Well, I think you may find he's changed a bit since then. He's not exactly a pupil now. And you're no longer a teacher. I think you find my relationship with Roe is unchanged. To him, I shall always be a respected tutor. Just as to you, I shall always be a respected superior. Commissar. Roe. It has been too long. Unlooked for pleasure. I welcome your return to my planet. I would have come sooner. Pressure of office. And we are far from the Federation's
0: heart. But not
1: from mine. Yes, the Commissar.
0: Is that his real name or is that a a title? He's only ever called Commissar and we never have a Commissar again in Blake 7. Yeah, it's a bit bit of a weird one.
1: I think this is because this whole story is basically um, like the African colony and the gunboats turned up and they've put the, the son of the local tribe leader in charge, but they've taught him how to be. Quotation marks, a white man. Quotation yeah. marks, and th- it. This is almost word for word, and it's got the the scenes that you would expect in this, straight out of a Tarzan film, really, isn't it? Straight. Out of That's movie, exactly movie,
0: what I was about to time say. Time. This is a Tarzan film. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and I I quite like the guy playing Roe, but he. I don't know whether it's the again the direction or whatever, but he's saying some interesting stuff, but we don't really ever feel. As much as we should feel on this, this should no. be. This this is really good, sort of a good, interesting stuff. Like the and the 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 Federation acting as a because this is the colonial arm of the Federation, mm. so it's not the it's not the Federation we normally know, and they obviously operate in a different way and using local populations because this is meant to be so far out on the you know the on edge the of the galaxy, yeah. yeah. And but it's all just done in such a bland way.
0: It is. It is. I mean, he's there, he's talking to some... I don't think he gets a name. There's another Federation bomb no. there, you know, who's the representative on the planet. And the commissar was on that freighter and has landed yep. because they're having trouble with Rowe. Um, and that's why they call him in, because he used to be his teacher. And, um, you know, he's hoping to convince Rowe and bring him back in line.
1: Yeah, um, this is sort of the district commissioner part, isn't it? Where, so you've got the local... Magistrate, which is our other character with no name, and then uh the the commissar is the district commissioner that's come in via gunboat to to make sure everything's going okay in this colony. Um, but it's, it's it's you're right. It's it's strange that we a they never get any names. I think this is why it just feels so incomplete.
0: Mm. There should be more going on in this. You know, it it is. Yeah. But uh, I like him. I, I like Commissar. He's another yes. Joe Ban. He's another Rontaine. Yeah. He's one of these, you know. You that he's calm. He never once, in throughout this whole story, raises his voice. Not once. No. And and yet he has this this air of menace. You wouldn't trust him for one second.
1: This you know. is yeah. This is classic colonial service stroke. Humphrey Appleby. Mm-hmm. He's he's very friendly, very calm, very. Is that the correct thing to... But with a rod of iron, you know full well. And he's saying some, some you know, horrible things, but he's saying it in a very professional, detached... Yeah. You know, you know what what did we... Used to, we used to call it the colonial service, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that... It's, it's all... It's verging on clever, but for some reason it doesn't just go over, tip over that limit where we... I think an extra... 5% effort. Yeah. And this we would be thinking of this as a classic episode.
0: Yeah. I mean we've said before this is the federation that we prefer. Yes, much you, prefer. You know, give me this commissar over that thug in volcano, you know, that serverland yeah. was going to make supreme commander, you know, and and when you've got starfleet, you know, uh captains that look like farmers, you know. Yeah. Um this is th- this is so much better yes Um, he knows that the rebels have been captured that they've got a couple of rebels there but he doesn't react to the name Blake No. Um, later on we find out he does know that that is Blake but right now we don't and I would have preferred it if he never did know because it would have made the universe that much bigger wouldn't it if you have Federation people that don't know about Blake
1: and they could have easily had a line of dialogue where Blake gets indignant and says you don't know me and he sort of says oh out in the colonies we don't worry with that you know local trouble sort of thing or we've got bigger concerns yeah i I quite liked i'd actually put in my notes um nice that he doesn't actually recognize blake straight away and then later on it's like oh he did yeah old bugger Yeah.
0: yeah yeah Gan and Villa teleport down onto yes. some rocky Comedy terrain Villa. There. Comedy Villa, yeah, yeah. yeah, He stumbles as he teleports down. I do like it. I mean, they're spotted straight away in a blowpipe. I like Villa's, ah, yeah. <laughs> as he gets shot in the chest. And uh, it takes a couple of blow darts to bring down Gan.
1: Yes.
0: And I am sure that was for poor old David Jackson, because are you aware that this story was actually meant to take place after pressure point?
1: Oh no, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, so Gan wasn't so meant to was, be was he in not this meant story. meant to die in
1: Pressure Point, then?
0: No, no, no. He was always meant to die in Pressure Point, but this story, Horizon, it was meant to take place after Gan ah, died.
1: That's why he does nothing. Really, that's, in why this they, story.
0: that's why That's why Aurak is teaching him in the teleport room. Yeah, that gives him a bit to do, and bless him. That's why yeah. they give him this scene where, he, you know, because of his strength, you know, it takes a couple of blow darts to put him down, and that is why for the rest of the story. Poor bloke, he's unconscious. Yeah, yeah. They he's just, strap he's, him up on a frame, don't up, they? Yeah, Because
1: yeah. I, I quite liked. Because at first they so he gets blow darted and he looks and he sees the guy and he raises his gun and then he charges towards him, and I initially went, why doesn't he just shoot it? And then it's like he can't, can he?
0: He's got a limiter. Really,
1: yeah, really nicely done.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what is the point of Gan carrying a gun then? if he's got a limiter he can't yeah. use it he can no, blow he things up but not people
1: yeah he can't shoot people right. uh, but it, yeah because I, I thought that was quite cleverly done quite subtle for the the you know for what we sort of tend to get used to but um yeah then he does nothing for the entire rest of the episode
0: uh, well at least he got paid for it
1: though. he got to lay down a bit didn't he? he
0: got to lay down yeah. when you think this is the second to last Time we ever see Gan yeah. in, in in chronological order. It, it was all a bit sad. It he must, spends half of it yeah. asleep.
1: It must have been really boring for the actors. Some of these actors, like you, know, you can understand why Jenner went. You can un- certainly understand why uh, uh, Gan Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. David name? Jackson. David Jackson. Peter Jackson's director. Isn't he? You can understand <laughs> why he went off to make King Kong <laughs> and uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> can't you?
0: Peter Jackson would make a good Gan physically. You know not too dissimilar
1: yeah yeah he would yeah. actually yeah. he's actually not a bad actor i don't know if you ever seen, uh, seen no, that oh i have seen him stuff. in stuff
0: yeah 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 um, um further on in that throne room stroke torture room um, yes. uh blake and jenna uh are being tortured now
2: hang on jenna what is it i thought i heard something <sighs> all right all right I'll talk I'll talk to you the people work in your minds as slaves what is the death rate? it's high but not unacceptable as you say commissar? why do you listen to this man? He is a servant, a lackey of the Federation. Send him home. The Federation are our friends. The Federation have all planets in slavery. You are their representative. You don't understand. The ore is important to them. That much I understand. It's important to us all. It's needed for the latest hyper-spaceships that will send men into new galaxies. We're one of the only two planets with a rich seam of monopasium 239. Oh, monopasium 239. No wonder your workers die. Well, I we wish it were necessary, but only 10% die. They're primitive. But aren't they human beings, Roe? They're primitive. Everyone a primitive working at the mines this very moment. Except... When you are all dead, Roe, the Federation will use this as a booster planet to extend their empire further. With their new ships. With your fuel. You are digging your own graves, Ro.
1: So I was going to say, we we get a really weird, again, a, a Blake line where he says to Jenna, they can't keep this up much longer. Why? How does Why? he know? Where before he we die. I think. Yeah.
0: I think it means before we yeah, die. <laughs> That's not yeah. very...
1: He's trying to comfort Jenna though said, so, Don't worry Jenna, you won't have to put up with this much longer. You'll Why be not, dead, Blake. You'll be dead You'll be soon. Dead. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But I think I think it's very interesting that the commissar says to Blake that to be a rebel means there's something genetically yeah. wrong yeah. with you. He doesn't question the system at all. If you were a rebel, well there must be yep. something mentally wrong with you.
1: Yeah, you you're because he says one in a thousand is a resistor. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not that you just don't agree with the, the Federation. This is a Federation person through and through, and not it? They're, how could anyone not want the Federation way yeah. of life?
0: And this is why Blake would never win, because if Blake I'm... ever got into a situation where, say, Surferland was supplanted uh, and Blake stands up, does, like, you know, a, uh, um, uh interstellar broadcast to the whole of the Federation saying, you've been lied to all along... The Federation is evil. I am now in control. People like this commissar here just wouldn't believe him. No. Wouldn't believe him at all.
1: And also, it's it's a bit like, uh, again, it's so many parallels with World War II in Blaketon. But it's a bit like the the situation that they were in World War Two, where after a certain point of time, it was beneficial to keep Hitler in charge of mm. Germany because he was running the military and he was a complete twat at it. He mm. wasn't very good. And this is the same with Silverland. If Blake ever supplant, gets rid of Servalan, you're going to get someone like this commissar that's actually really good at their job yeah, yeah. step in. He's it, Yeah, he's, he's not thought it through, has he, old Blakey boy?
0: <laughs> okay, well, Blake says he'll talk, but uh, to row alone. Yeah.
1: He he and... sees that um, there's conflict written large across his uh, yes. face, doesn't he?
0: Yes, yes, and and this is just one of well, we've already had one or two. Just this, it's the same thing over and over again. Asking, Roe, why are you doing this? You're yeah. the ruler. Why are you letting the federation do this?" He, Blake is saying, you know, that uh, all federation planets hold the locals in slavery, basically, and um, and you know, your 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 people are slaves working in the mines to pull out this monos monoposium
1: Posium two three
0: nine. Which is a fatal substance in the end. And Roe is letting this happen. Uh, yeah, because this, the Federation say they need it.
1: And this you could this could work in, in quite a good way. They but they needed to show things. They needed to show that Roe was closeted off in the Ivory Tower and wasn't really aware of how his people were being treated. You then need the scene where he sees them mistreating one of his people. You then need the scene where he goes out and walks among his people and realizes, "Oh, hang on, I, my, I've been stuck on my luxury lifestyle. I've not realized it." But you get none of this. You just get him looking at the camera, quivering his lip. Yeah. You, you, you never see anything as to why, and, he, and consequently, he comes across as very weak. Um, it's. I think what he needed. Uh, I don't know if you know the uh, the John Pertwee Doctor Who story, um, Curse of Peladon. Yep, and you add Peladon, but then he adds his never advisor, made that connection. Yeah, yes, and that's what it needed. And you saw they try it a little bit with his wife, but he needed the advisor that was constantly saying to him, "No, no, the you know, the Federation are bad," and try you know, or the other way, Federation is good, and you never really get that, so he just no, comes you... across as weak.
0: He, yeah, he's basically, he's got Blake on one shoulder, hasn't he? And the yeah. Commissar on the other. But these two people have only turned up today. So yeah. what, what has been going on for all this time? Um, and uh, the Commissar is there. After he's left, though, Blake tells Roe of someone on the London, uh, yes. who, who knew Roe, called Pora. Oh, yes, Commissar. Yes, Commissar. No, Commissar. They've made you one of them.
2: You're bought and sold, aren't you? Well, I shouldn't be surprised. I was told before I came here. Oh by. Who said that? One of your subjects, I presume. At least he spoke of Monopasium 239. And he spoke of someone called Roe. His name was Pora. But he didn't call this place Horizon. Silmarina. Sure, That's right. Her name's forbidden. We can't cling to the past. Pora shouldn't have spoken it. <laughs> we probably thought he had nothing to lose, under the circumstances. Circumstances? He was on a Federation convict ship. Pora? I told... What were you told? He was on a training course. We were on the same course. It led to a Federation prison colony, Cygnus Alpha. Only Pora never reached there. He died...
1: They dumped his body in space. Yeah, poor. And it, Again, I, I didn't really like this scene because it, A, it's really boringly shot because Blake's t- strapped down to a table and, you know, it's it's just headshots again. Um, B, we're introduced to another uh, critical ore stroke crystal that everything in a Federation needs to run on but is only found on two planets. Yep. They're idiots. And then uh, yeah, you get you get this sort of dialogue where where Blake's trying to 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 describe the life on the London, and it it just doesn't work. I I don't know what it is about it, why it doesn't work, but it doesn't work. I don't. I'm almost waiting for this to be a lie from Blake because the way Gareth Thomas is saying it is almost like characters would say it when they're making it up. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just weird. It doesn't doesn't flow right.
0: I thought he was making it up. Yeah. And if he if he was making it up, that's good because otherwise it's one of these bloody Star Wars oh yeah. what a coincidence hey, is that. Anything, yeah, yeah, everybody knows everyone. But he says that this poorer died on the way to Cygnus Alpha and his body was yeah. dumped in space and Roe is appalled by that because he thought he was on a training course, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Uh, How brilliant would it have been if, if Jenna after they left says... You knew him then? And Blake went, nope, I I knew his father was that. I read it in a report. Yeah. which you know, I'm bluffing. That would have been amazing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But at this point, Roe defends himself by saying that his people are poor, and by having the Federation do this, uh, he's helping them better themselves. Working down a mine with this fatal substance is bettering yourself, is it?
1: Well, this is where we need that, like I was just saying, we need that scene where he thinks his... He thinks different things are happening on the planet, but he's not seen it. And he he goes out and sees it for himself. And he, yes. you know, having having wandering through the mine, a look of, you know, shock and looking aghast on his face. We don't get it. It's just you, you again. You start. You think he must know exactly what they're doing down in the mine, and yet he still thinks this is better. What was their life like before?
0: Yeah, I tell you what strikes a chord though. You can see it is. It's when Blake says that. This poorer said that Rose's father would never have made the people slaves. Yeah, you know this is Rose's decision since his dad died. Um, Blake and Jenner are sent to the mines to mine. I love that extra. Did you notice the extra? He's right in the foreground, and um, he keeps having to move his wig out the way.
1: No, just I never noticed that. You get, go back. To, you, you can't miss it. Just, just after Blake and
0: Jenner it. get there, you get this shot of. As you said earlier, you never see the people. I no. mean, they're just in rags. They look like, you know, the It's man from uh, yeah. Monty Python.
1: Well, this um, is, this is, this sort of, these characters appear in almost every Terry Nation Doctor Who script, don't they? There's always a mind working and people Destiny of in, the Daleks like, yeah, just popped into exactly, my head yeah. then. People moving rocks about in a very uh, unproductive way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And isn't it isn't it handy that Jenna just happens to get on the work face next to Ro's fiance?
0: Yes, old Selma That's is there, handy, yeah. yes, and and yeah, she's right next to her. Who who she was going to marry Ro, but the commissar didn't like that yes. and sent her to the mines and Ro accepted that?
1: Yeah, Roe knew about this. This is another thing where it should have been Ro thought she'd been like deported or something or sent to a different and yeah, then and sees then, her in the mine. Yes. But no, he knows. He knows that she's gone down to the mine. Yeah. She's a good actress, mine. I don't know who it is, but she's uh, she was one of the highlights. I she thought, is the really story. good. She yeah, is good. really
0: good, yeah. Um, and uh, we get this scene where, I mean, it's almost you know, <laughs> Blake know the saviour. When, when, when... I,
1: I, In my notes, I put Blake's a twat. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that it's just... sums it up. That's the thing that bothers yeah. him most about being down in the mine is the way they yeah. that 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 they help themselves to yeah. their
1: food. Well weirdly, have you ever seen Battlefield Earth? No. I've the, heard the so the much about it, I've never watched it, yeah. Yeah. There's a scene in it which is almost identical to this where um the lead character, who I think is called Johnny or something, something terrible, and he gets thrown into a cage and this this exact scene where they put the food in and I I, I thought I wonder if uh, John Travolta would ever seen Blake Seven. <laughs> Could be. He's so Could up. Be. He's so up his own backside though, Blake. When he does it, and he's almost like he stood there waiting for them to.
0: He's like the savior, yeah. isn't he? You know, they're all. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, it's it's like you know Monty Python's Life of Brian. You yeah. know, he is the chosen one. You yeah. expect them all to start kneeling down is, in front of yeah. him.
1: <sighs> Who is? Yeah, who is this vision in in black coal dust that's <laughs> that's told us that we should share food? Why doesn't one of them just push him over and say, "Bugger off!"
0: Yes, it's our food. Yeah, yeah it's Clear our food. Out of it. Um, oh, although this
1: is just just twigged on me. Oh God, you know what this is? Ah, oh, this is this is the white man comes to the coloured man's village and shows them how to behave scene. Yeah, it is. Which, it's again a colonial, Tarzan. Something. Oh yeah. God. Blake, you, you deserve better.
0: <laughs> well, you have another one of those endless, like, yeah. you know, Commissar trying to, you know, uh, pacify Roe, and, and he tells Roe that, you know, oh, well, Selma yeah. had to be sent down there. She didn't obey. She had to go down there.
1: But he almost, it almost works, doesn't it? He's good at his job, oh, the Commissar.
0: Yeah, he's there for a yeah. reason, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Gan's been hung up. Um, yeah, and, he's um, been crucified, yeah. Yes, Phil has been questioned, and I like the way they say he, he immediately yeah. gave up the information before yeah. being tortured. Once it's ag- like, oh, no, all right, I'll tell you.
1: Once <laughs> again, though, he's a sensible man. He Phil, is sensible.
0: He yeah. knows that they, he's going to tell them anyway, yep. so he might as well save himself some pain. Yes. Um, on the Liberator, Aurak has come up with information on the planet that Blake wanted before he went down, but Avon said that they should leave and um, Callie's all for going down, but, um, you, you, you know, he calls her a fool. Yes. The others are dead, um, and, you know, he basically wants himself and Callie to go. Um, down on horizon, Blake and Villa are topless. Nice Why? little shot for the ladies.
1: It's not even as if they've made out this... this. They they keep saying it's hot. It doesn't look hot. It, it doesn't looks look like hot. It like a cold cave.
0: And if it was that hot... Jenna's outfit is uh, yeah. virtually skin tight. You think she would at least take the top part off, you know?
1: Well, it's probably just your wishful thinking, but well she does smear cold dust sort of strategically. Unconvincingly. In one place, you? What yes. was she doing to get cold dust there? Yeah.
0: That, right at the very end, you've got yeah. a close-up of Michael Keating, and it is just a handprint of yeah. <laughs> m- black smudged on his face.
1: At what point, yeah. though, do you think, when they were making this, and they said to, to Michael Keating and Gareth Thomas, I said, OK, lads, take your tops off. At what point did, did they not go, this is not a good
0: idea? It's not. I mean, there is yeah. a shot of Blake at the end, and oh, dear. Do
1: you know, oh. I and nothing against the two actors. They're, you know, they're not... The On camera, everyone looks a bit... Meatier than they actually are, but unless you're toned, you look terrible. I mean, I'm not toned. I'm I would look far worse. In fact, I am. I'm I'm looking down at myself now, and well, you um, are topless now, and you're looking up. (laughs) And I I've smeared coal dust on myself for this scene. Um, Well, I say it's coal dust; it's marmite. I couldn't find anything (laughs) else. Um, But yeah, what we—it's almost like if this if this was an American program, you could get away with this because all American. Yeah. lead men are, are buff and got six pounds uh, heroes, yeah British heroes we don't we don't want them for this
0: I've just had a parallel and Mark if you are listening could you put them up a side-by-side comparison topless Blake with topless Kirk from 1960s yes. there it is in a nutshell there isn't you it you can
1: imagine them fighting topless together can't you
0: <laughs> yeah Kirk will be doing good, his lay on his back on um, yeah. you know Roll over thing, and, and then
1: his... Avon wanders on, fully closed, shakes his head and stuff, goes to and shoots them both in the
0: back. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Well, Callie teleports down and promptly... and again,
1: what's she wearing? What yes. is this the planet of awful clothing?
0: She she is a freedom fighter. She could have got changed yep. into some. They, they 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 would have known from Zen what the planet surface is like. Yeah. Where she where, where have, some yeah. Com- combats?
1: Yeah, she should have been in jungle combats.
0: Yeah, some camouflage. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, uh, uh, what a surprise promptly lose loses contact. I like Avon's uh <laughs> and then there was one. Yeah. And uh he he tells Oracle you know no further information is required. I think it's time to leave. Yes. And uh but before we get the the, the saving bit of the um of, of this story, uh we too we, we see too that Callie gets tortured. Yeah. And and she asks Commissar if he killed him. Okay, of course, referring to uh, Rose's dad, Uh, and and she feels that he did because Mono knew you for what you were. Clear reference to you know Rose's dad's name was Mono. Yeah, and and she telepathically.
1: But this this uh, this is really clever use again of Callie's telepathy, Um, and it shows that she's so much more sensible than Blake. I mean, Mm. she 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 got the information. She used the information to her advantage. She argued in the correct way with the Commissar that didn't make out... Because when Blake argues, he comes off worse. uh, Yeah, she's so much... It should have been called Callis 7.
0: I don't know. This bit... Yeah, no. A a small pedantic note. She does say somewhere that she can only read another Auron's mind. But she seems to have read, um, you know, the Commissar's mind. Unless the Commissar is from Auron but i doubt that
2: you killed him you killed him because he would not obey you
0: what is she talking
2: about she's a mystic i think i've seen this amongst my own people habish that stuff belongs to your tribal past his father you killed his father we're wasting time nope she's deranged it's the poison from your darts is affecting her how could she know about my father She's never seen him. Never heard of him. How can she know he's dead? A guess. Movo knew you for what you were. She knows his name. He killed your father. He did it with his own hands.
1: (laughs) And take great care. He will kill you unless you kill him first. Oh, I got, I, I got the feeling that the information she, she was using against him was from the reports. Oh, the, of yeah. course
0: they... Oh, yeah. see, I've, all, I, I've forgotten that. It, yeah. It's such a forgettable tale, I've forgotten that. Yes, they had the report from all didn't they? Yeah,
1: so I, right. I figured she's just, again, because of her training to be a resistance fighter, she's read the reports, she knows the vital bits of information, she's using it in the correct manner. Yeah, yeah. Could be just luck, I suppose. Yeah.
0: The Commissar is left with that other bloke who doesn't have a yes. name and, uh, and they decide to try and find out from Central Control what to do and that's where Commissar says he knows who they are.
2: A commissar, why don't we report all this to Federation Central Control? No, it's not a logical thing. Is it? Is it? For one thing, we're out of signal range. All we could contact from here are some units of space security. They could relay your message. They could. There are certain to be details of these resistors in the central data banks. Then we would know what we are dealing with. You're very thoughtful. Simple loyalty, Commissar. I would not wish us to overstep the bounds of our duty here. No. We must not do that. Then I think I must advise central control in all our interests. No. No. I don't need the central data bank. I already know who they are. Blake and his crew are the most sought-after criminals in the galaxy. You've known that all along? Of course. Then why haven't you done anything? The reward for each of them is generous. Almost as generous as the reward for their spaceship. I have been out of touch. Besides, so I want to tame Blake myself. If he breaks, the others will. He will give us the spaceship. It will be a great achievement. And we get the reward? I get the reward. What do I get? My continued support. What about Roe? Roe will do as I said.
0: He's showing signs of rebellion.
1: He is not the man his father was. Yes, yeah, he wants the reward, doesn't he? He, he wants is... the
0: reward not only yeah. for the crew, but the ship as well. Yeah. Um, and um, Blake confronts the plant cameras doesn't he, he, he talks yep. to the trees and, <laughs> sa- and says he wants to talk um, up on the Liberator, Avon is talking aloud, um, much to Aurak's confusion, uh, it's a brilliant scene yeah, I'm going really to <laughs> I'm I'm play it here yeah. I'm going to play it in I'm going to absolutely play it in full you cannot trim something like
1: this No, it's classic
2: If I go alone, can I pilot the Liberator indefinitely? With the help of the automatics, of course you can. I know that. Then why did you ask the question? I didn't. How long can I maintain myself? Is that a question? Yes. We have concentrated food for one person for a thousand years. And our power is self-regenerating? Affirmative. Can you plot courses to keep out of the range of any known spaceship manned by the Federation? The battle and navigation computers can handle that perfectly adequately. I asked if you could. Of course. Should it be necessary? Failing that, we are powerful enough to resist all but an attack by three Federation pursuit ships at once. Is that a question? No. If we go now, we can sail the universe for as long as we like in reasonable safety, provided we keep out of everybody's way and we do not do anything rash. No data available to answer the question if it was a question I put it to you as a possibility I request the odds the
3: odds would be 3.5 to 1 on survival
2: therefore I do not need Blake I do not need any of the others is that a question I do not need anybody at all
3: is that a question I, I, I must ask you to be more specific
0: Shut up, Orak. It turns out Avon doesn't need a pilot. He can exist alone. Uh, okay. He's got enough food for a thousand yep. years, and Orak or Zen can plot a course to keep him out of trouble. That, uh, tr- trouble, um, Failing that, the ship is strong enough to survive an attack by anything up to three pursuit ships.
1: Now, this, this, just to interrupt you slightly, there, because we discussed this before, and we said we were we were a little bit annoyed that the three pursuit ships could destroy the Liberator. Yes. Now, I sort of read into this because they say it here, and I might be right or wrong, and it might be just wishful thinking. That the only reason three pursuit ships could destroy it is because Avon's the only crew member. So he's talking. He's talking about. Uh, uh zen being the pilot with him on board what would be the danger three pursuit ships because there's no one there right to to have it, which to me makes much more sense than yes. just any three pursuit ships on any day could destroy because we've seen them fight much greater numbers yes so i think it's just that cuz they'll he'll be relying on the computers that that's when three could take him wow.
0: That's very good. I didn't yeah. get that at all. What I got is what happens at the very end, that if you have three plasma bolts all yeah. hit the same place, that could potentially destroy yeah. the Liberator. Not just three could, Pursuit yeah. ships coming along. But yeah, then one Pursuit good. ship
1: could... Well, actually, they couldn't because they can only well, fire one at a time. Yes, yeah, this is true.
0: But I love I love Paul Darrow in this. I love yeah, this speech super. that he gives. I love the way he's doing it. I I, I love the, the, the whole, if we go now... We can sell the view, uh, universe. You know, I love the way he says it. The, the yeah. odds are what three to one in his favour, um, and he says, "I put it to you." <laughs> to yeah, <work>. yeah. He's, <laughs> I put it to you. Um,
1: he's, he's 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 almost begging for them, like he's done before. He's almost he doesn't want to make that decision. No, he's almost begging. He wants it taken out has, of his hands. Yeah. It, he doesn't want he, to feel guilt, and he will that's feel what guilt it and, is. because this is again, this is realistic. Season one and two, Avon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, love this isn't
1: I love it. This, this, I
0: love it. This, this, I, I know one other Avon moment we which we haven't discussed yet, which is my number one Avon moment. But this has got to be top three. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I don't need anyone. You know. And, yeah, and
1: it, it, the realization, isn't it, that he doesn't need anyone.
0: Yeah, and and it ends with a shut up, Aurak.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's being <coughs> it
0: all down. Blake's taken to see the commissar, and, and Selma's been you know brought up from the yep. mines, um, and he's got a proposition: keep him, but let the others go. Um, if not, the liberator will just destroy the commissar's freighter when it leaves orbit. And uh, Rose says he'll go and think about it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Avon intercepts a message from the freighter to central command. <laughs>
3: then what was that a message from the federation freighter on the planet horizon what did it say a decode it is in federation code nine message reads top priority signal to any federation pursuit unit from commissar planet horizon request assistance ruler of horizon unreliable and disposing of him rebel spaceship at grid reference 10 by 13 wz request you destroy this spaceship at once also inform federation central control of this action await confirmation
2: has anybody else picked it up
3: negative decode from Federation Pursuit Flotilla 13 to Commissar Planet Horizon, message reads, Coming to your immediate aid. Regret cannot relay your message to Federation Central Control. They are out of range. Planet fall two hours from now. How many Pursuit ships in
2: Flotilla 13? Three Pursuit ships.
0: And they get the signal back. The flotilla, flotilla is on its way, and it will be there in two hours. Yeah. Avon asks, <laughs> "How many ships are in that flotilla?" Yeah. And when he's told three, uh, laughs because he, he, he's relieved. He can't go. He's had that yeah. decision taken out of his hands.
1: Yeah, and that's what he's looking for, isn't it? He wants yeah. that. He he wants not to have to run. Yeah. There's there's still the kernel of a. Yes. A good guy in him at yeah. this point, isn't it? At there? this so point, it's, yeah. It's yeah. clever.
0: Yeah. So he goes down, you know, he <laughs> Paul Darrow again, he's macho avon, you no, know, he's brilliant he's, in he's so got brilliant. one a yeah. weapon in one hand, he's got a chunky detector in the other, yeah. zaps every camera he, uh, camera he detects. Of course, no fanning here. You can't do fanning when no, you've you got can't, a detector yeah, in the hand. You can't
1: fan with one hand. Brilliant though, isn't it, that again although we're running we're sort of saying this is ball in this episode the characters are all written brilliantly. So Blake blunders in. Yep, very flabby. That's right? the flabby yep.
0: moment I'm talking yep. about. That's the moob moment just there. Yes. Oh, oh yes, dear, terrible.
1: But but Blake blunders in when Callie comes down. She doesn't really get it done, but she's much cleverer and uses her training. Avon comes down with technology to text the thing. It, everyone does what they would do. Yes. So they're not. It's not three people doing the same thing and avon just gets lucky no it it, it it's cleverly cleverly written it's, it's just a shame it's in this episode yes
0: <laughs> well selma is trying to persuade roe to fight it's this yeah. whole backwards forwards thing again, again And again she's uh, really good she should she it, is it,
1: i think it should have been her and she was the queen and reversed the roles
0: yeah i think yeah. it
1: worked better because she i think she's a better actress
0: you know, when I was um, um, looking at each story and deciding which character to do from each story, mm-hmm. my initial uh, thought was to do Roe because, yeah. um, um, you know, he, he, he's got a pivotal role. And I looked into the actor, but he, he had a very short acting life. I think shortly after this, he committed suicide. Oh, right. I, I think he had all sorts of uh, uh, troubles. He was a troubled soul. Oh, um, awesome. And I'm thinking maybe I should have picked Selma. Yeah, because, I, yeah, I, I I like the commissar, I like the actor, but Selma is, I think, the more interesting of the two yes, characters Selma, out of those yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. But he tells Selma um, to go and contact the Liberator. And uh, it's that point when our crew, they all teleport up. Yeah. And the commissar tells Ro that they, they caught Selma and that she's got to be tortured and then killed, you know?
2: All the scanners are off. Why is that? So I can't call my guards for help. Silma tried to run away. Did you know? Where is she? Here. Let her go. She's no good to you, None at all. You must be rid of her. She should not have been brought back to the palace. You are, I think, mistaken, Commissar. She means us no harm. She knows things about the resistors nobody else knows. She has worked with them, they've told her things about the spaceship. We can still capture it. She knows nothing. No. Remember our work together. The theories I taught you. The strategies. Now they must be practiced. You know we must question her. I tell you, she knows nothing we haven't already been told. That we can find out. If not... What do you want to do? Tell her to help us. All right. Why not? I, Commissar? Of course you do. I don't want to be a savage again. Of course you don't. This way. Sit down, Rose. No, please! Well, told you about their communicators, didn't you, Well? Yes, it didn't seem important. Very well. Now, Silma, when you were in the mine, what did the resistors tell you? Nothing. We need the truth, Silma. <laughs> nothing, nothing! The truth, Silma? <laughs> nothing! They didn't tell me anything! She'll die if we do more of this. The pain will kill her, won't it? There's no organic damage, but the pain will kill her, yes. Do you care? No. You must have felt something. You showed nothing. That
0: means you're done. Yes, I hope I am. And uh, what what is Roe playing at, you know? I mean this should he should never have got to this point.
1: No. It again it shows him. By this point, it, we, we, he shouldn't still be acting weak. This should have been the, the trigger that where, he, yes. you know, it, it, again, it's, yeah. You know, I feel bad bad-mouthing the actor now. But uh, I don't think he's particularly strong enough to do this.
0: No, no. Anyway. But even if he was strong enough to do it, the way it's written, because you've next, you know, I, yeah. okay, commissaries persuade persuasive but he's persuasive enough to convince Ro to stand and watch yeah. Selma being tortured until she passes out. Yeah. It's like it how much? How much more are you gonna to have to take before you actually change your mind, Ro?
1: It's also why at this point if I was Selma, I wouldn't be forgiving him. No. <laughs> you know.
0: Even now, Ro is not It it hasn't had his mind changed, you know. He even says to the commissar, "I've been foolish, and that I belong to the Federation even now." And it's the the turning point is what commissar says next. He makes a fatal mistake. He says, "I'm very pleased. It would have been a shame to kill you." Yeah,
1: which again is very selfish, isn't it? That it's it's the fact they were going to kill him. That shouldn't have been the turning point. It should have been the fact that they were going to kill Selma, and that would have worked if. Again, they would have changed it so that he thought Selma had been um uh, exiled and then found her in the mine, and' yeah. they'd bring her up and then they should have been it yeah it, again he comes like just he comes across as weak and childish yes, yeah, very he much he doesn't so. deserve to be in charge no
0: nope well, he says uh can he have a moment to freshen up uh, and goes off yeah. you know into another room that we never ever see?" And and then it all gets very, very busy, doesn't it? Because Roe comes back in full ceremonial gear. Yeah, after about five seconds he's back. He's got changed into his ceremonial robes. But yeah,
1: this this strikes me as the with it's five minutes to ten we gotta get all the shots in. Because there's no establishing shot. No. They the first you get is like the reaction shot and then it cuts to a close up. It's like it feels rushed and horrible. Yeah,
0: it is very rushed, because you do. You get that establishing shot, you get a reaction from the commissar. Blake teleports in, shoots the other bloke, and then Roe ceremonially shoots the commissar with his blowpipe. Yeah. Um, and as he dies, commissar says he thought he was Federation, but no, he never was. And it's taken all this to actually make him realise.
1: Yeah. I, I, th- I think it would have been better if... Selma would have killed the commissar. Mm. You know, that Roe comes out... I mean, the whole thing needs sort of tweaking, but Roe could have come out with the uniform on and said, you know, I've decided I'm not Federer. The commissar starts to, you know, say that this is the end of you. And then Roe... uh, Selma appears behind him, knife in the back or something. Yeah. It's just something. But, yeah, it comes across as that Roe could have done this... Much earlier in the story and saved all this effort.
0: Indeed, yeah. Well, after this, Rose says to Blake, you know, that they're going to fight the Federation, and Blake says, good luck. He doesn't do his thing that he usually does, which is like, I'll come back and find you in three years' time or whatever. He's done that a few times, hasn't he?
1: Uh, I think it's it's the the inherent racism of Blake. He doesn't want to come, it's like, yeah, you're not. You're not one of us. No, <laughs> we no. don't you, want you on our side.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. What, what, what are you going to contribute? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, up on the Liberator, no. these three... You still purs- use
1: blowtaps.
0: <laughs> against the Federation. Up on the Liberator, the three pursuit ships, this flotilla, yep. uh, are approaching, wobbling like mad. Oh, God, I, I yeah. They were really wobbly. wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're in this new lined-up formation...
2: About time. More last minute heroics. I thought that was your strong suit.
3: I have a course. Ready to go.
0: Zen,
2: position of those three ships on the main screen.
3: 400 spatials, closing at time, distort six line astern. Line astern? A bright attack
2: commander, lining up to hit us in exactly the same spot. Zen, can we withstand the plasma belt attack
3: from those three ships? If they hit the same spot, they could possibly destroy the liberator. Battle computers advise against allowing them to do so. Let's get out of here.
2: Ready. Wait. We're already within strike range. Well, at least
3: let's make it difficult
2: for them. 20 seconds, then hit it, They'll murder us. Blake, they might be protected. I don't think so. But even if I'm wrong, we still have a slim chance. A slim chance?
1: What more could we ask? Yeah. Uh,
0: that Zen says could destroy them if, uh, if, if they hit all the same place at once.
1: Yeah, presumably uh, Federation pilot in HQ, they've had a, a Tuscan Raider uh, st- start training them. Right. right. They're now moving in single file. Single file. To wobbling To disguise in their file. numbers from Blake. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, Blake says to wait and, and yeah. al- allows them to be destroyed by the magnetic barrier because if they had just gone off, then they would have been chased for, for, for an amount of time, which is, but, okay, that sort of makes sense.
1: But it's so again, so weirdly shot and paced. When it happened, I thought, what What happened? was that, Was that meant to be the, the visuals of them firing off a plasma bowl? Mm. Because they don't really explode, do they? It's like they come towards the camera, there's three times the same shot, and then you get that <laughs> like yeah. flash, and you think, "Oh, they fired the plasma bolts. What's Blake going to do to get around? It, it says he "Oh no, they've just blown up." Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, I, it was very confusing the ending, and then Blake's as smug as Tarrant.
0: Like, he mm. is, yeah, but presumably they've got to go through that barrier again to leave, haven't they?
1: Yeah, are they hoping that somehow Roe can turn it off?
0: I don't know. I mean, presu- presumably, I mean, we don't know how many Federation are down on that planet. You've yeah. got at least the crew of the freighter down there, haven't you? And you're yeah, x amount of guards.
1: Do, perhaps, uh, perhaps Blake's hoping that Avon will have like some sort of big demagnetizer. Oh, maybe degauss the the ship or something. All right. right.
0: Okay, All Right. Well, that's the story over yep. uh, behind the scenes. We've just been saying, you know, this episode was originally meant to come later in the season after pressure point, And that's why, mm-hmm. again, you know, uh, spent most of it unconscious on that rack. Um, that locked off shot, uh, the only place that they could actually film that, that, that was at a place called Clearwell Scowls in Gloucestershire. Yeah. Okay, it's still there obviously uh, I think it's open to the public um, I don't know if anybody's done a Blake 7 visit there oh
1: I imagine someone else. it'd be interesting to see because I, I still reckon there's, there's one view that looks like that and then If you turn any, either way, it's a ruined view. You couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. I've I've got a friend who went to Niagara Falls and he said, if you, if you look at Niagara Falls, that's the Niagara Falls that is so iconic and you know, but he said, if, if you were to turn 90 degrees to the right, you see all the hotels and the fast food places and stuff like that. And it's this sprawling, you know, metropolis behind it, which is there to fuel uh, the, the, the tourism, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I found the uh, the Eiffel Tower was like that. You've got one vantage point to see yes. how you the see it in all the, at the top of the steps. Yes. Yeah, any other place you look at it, it's it's almost dwarfed by like buildings and stuff. And yeah, it's. I imagine this is the same.
0: I'll tell you what is strange about that shot. Um, standing in that place to get that view or have your photo taken, that's exactly where Hitler stood. I was yeah. very conscious of that when I had my photo taken. And it's like. Christ, this is where Hitler Presumably was. Presumably he <laughs> had
1: to stand there as well to get a good picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that's that. So on to the commissar, uh played by an actor by the name of William Squire, okay. Uh who was a good friend of Richard Burton. Yeah. Okay. And they they appeared together in a film that I know that you like, uh, Where Eagles Dare. Oh right. I, I, it's a long time since I've watched I Where Eagles Dare. Okay. Um, but I'll have to go back and see if I can I'm, spot him in that.
1: I'm presuming he plays some sort of German officer, isn't he? He lo- He looks the type, doesn't look, he? Yeah,
0: is. yeah. And he appeared with Richard Burton in a number of films. Uh, he was also um, in um, uh, Anne of a Thousand Days, where Richard Burton played Henry VIII and yep. uh, this William Squire here played Sir Thomas More. Oh, you know, right, Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has a memorial bench on Hampstead Heath. Oh. I don't know if I any Blake it? Seven yeah. fans have played had that as a place of pilgrimage. Be a, a bit Hampstead morbid. Heath? Yeah, yeah. That's strange. He has a um, um, very uh, suitable, suitable uh, considering the story we've been talking about. A, a decidedly pedestrian genre tally right. uh, of eight. Okay, hmm. that's not uh, bad. Not That's bad, not, not bad, but no, yeah. Um, and he's one of the um, older actors, so, you know, he starts his genre telly, um quite a way back with that 1950s Invisible Man TV series. Oh, right. He was in that 1959. Then he was in The Champions. Um, then he was in Randall and Hopkirk. Then he was in Jason King. So we've got a line yeah. of ITC programs yeah. there. Um uh, next thing he was in was the 12 Tasks of Asterix, the 1976 animated Asterix film oh, right. where he played Getafix. Um, um the next thing he was in, I, I absolutely did not know it was him and it was Andrew, you know, one of our fellow co-hosts on yeah. effectively speaking that brought his name up. Um he's in the Ralph Bashky, uh Lord of the Rings, the animated Lord of the Rings and he was the voice of Gandalf.
1: Ah. So, almost like Get a Fix.
0: Yes, yeah. And the only reason Andrew mentioned him was on Effectively Speaking, we were talking about the Balrog scene from yeah. Fellowship of the Ring. And as a side note, we also discussed the Balrog scene in the animated version. And that was when Andrew said, oh, yeah, Gandalf was played by William Squire, who was in Blake 7. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. And that's when I looked into it and realised, yeah, it is that William Squire.
1: I'll have to have um, a listen. Yes.
0: The next thing he was in was Blake Seven and his last genre appearance was in Doctor Who. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you remember him from it. Uh but but I I guess you don't because he was under quite a bit of makeup. He was in the Armageddon factor.
1: Oh, was he the the skull? Uh, yes, he was he was yeah. Shadow.
0: Yes. Shadow, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah uh, right.
0: So that was so him. He's
1: got a, so he's obviously he's, he's got a good voice, isn't it? That's where it is. Yeah, they're, it they're is the voice. Him to do the voice.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um so that gives him a who tally of 1. Okay. Um,
1: like, average, isn't
0: it? That's average. Middle for, of the road, road so. which like yeah. you say fits this episode. Pedestrian middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. And uh our new tally, let's uh, just um uh, Think about that before we go today uh, was it worth it was was it worth pursuing this freighter today
1: um, no well I think they I think that events would have played out very similarly. I suppose we they wouldn't have freed uh his fiancee, or oh, would they? I don't know. No, it's a I, I, one. no, it's, no. I, don't no, think I they would. I,
0: th- I think it's a yes because if they mm-hmm. hadn't intervened the commissar would have just brainwashed Roe more. Yeah. Selma would have died. That would have stayed a Federation planet.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think this is yeah, this is a, a palpable hit for Blake, isn't it? This ah is but yes.
0: also ah no, but maybe By it's an accident. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm thinking maybe it is a no or a fifty fifty in that They've they've sailed off through that magnetic barrier and they've gone away, right? The Federation want to know what's happened to Commissar. Why is nobody reporting? They need that planet for this monosodium glutamate yeah. or whatever it was called. Do you think they just for came in and, you know, and
1: wiped them out?
0: They would have come in and wiped yeah. them out. I don't think Roe would have been around for long. They would have just they wouldn't have used the covert, you know, uh, sub subjugation. They would have gone in with the yeah. bully boys.
1: And, and a blow dart is no match against a planetary missile, is it really?
0: No, or a power gun. It's hard,
1: it's hard to stab someone with a blow dart when they're in orbit.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying no. What do you reckon? Yeah,
1: Actually, yeah I'm, I'm, toy, I'm toyed 50-50. All right, let's I make think, it 50-50. Yeah, for the, for the short term, I think it was a success for Blake. But like most of Blake's efforts, for the long term, <laughs> it was terrible for the planet
0: all right okay all right right. Fifty-fifty. it is all right well that's it then that's uh that's uh this week over so uh yes folks uh join us next time next time we're talking gross as we're taking a look at the section leader from moloch or moolock um,
1: um yeah i don't know it's been a while since i've seen it so i don't know how it's a
0: ben steed story i warn you now
1: yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to this one actually because it's I remember last time I watched it, I thought it was uh, it was weird. <laughs> right. And I'm hoping it's weird again, because so I like the weird ones.
0: I watched it the other day, and um, it being a Ben Steed one, I thought, oh, no, oh, no. Um, but, no, I'll, I'll hold it all off yeah, for next week. Yeah, right. yeah don't right. don't
1: tell me, because you might colour my perception of it.
0: All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Ian. Thank you, no everybody problem. out there. And see you in season three, okay?
1: Nice one. Thanks, then. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. <laughs>